A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you're listening to Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and this week we're bringing you our review of Uncharted, plus covering off all the latest movie and trailer news. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. We do, and in this episode we're talking Uncharted, which is a globe-trotting action-adventure that follows street-smart Nathan Drake and seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan as they race to recover a lost fortune before the ruthless Santiago Moncada. Uncharted is directed by Ruben Flesher, who brought us Venom and the Zombieland series, with a screenplay by Rafe Lee Judkins, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway, based on the PlayStation video game by Naughty Dog. <laughs> Love the way you said that, Naughty Dog. <laughs> Naughty Dog. Uncharted stars Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas, Sophia Ali, and Tati Gabrielle. And I love how you say Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Bus. In boots. That's <laughs> the only way. Now, Lee, are you a gamer? Because this is it serves as a prequel to the PlayStation series Uncharted. You know, I dabble, but I haven't played this game. No. Look, I, I dabble too. My uh, exciting array of video game interest is Mario Kart. <laughs> yes. And Super I, Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. Mario Party, maybe. Of course, we're talking about another franchise, Nintendo. Yeah. But no, I've never played this game series before, but it's very successful. It sold over 44 million copies worldwide. So it was a matter of time that they were going to adapt it into a film, right? Yeah, exactly. And people have very strong opinions on the casting yes. of these characters because yes. they're so beloved. And whether it lives up to these cinematic games, they're quite cinematic. Yes, yes. That, that is something that I read as well. Cinematic, so that translation into a film is really, really important mm-hmm. and keen to discuss that later on in the episode. So the story follows the hero, Nathan Drake, who has been roped into finding a lost treasure by the shady Sully mm. with the promise of also finding Nathan's older brother, Sam, who went missing years before. Yeah, yeah. So there, we, we open the film basically with uh, setting up a relationship between Nathan and his brother, there wasn't much to that, though, was there? I guess mm. it's just an ongoing thing that I had with the film that the character development was a little void. Okay. The movie did start out with a flashbang, though. Oh, yeah. Didn't it? I yeah. mean, it 
It's like a flash forward opening. It drops us straight into the middle of what will become the action-packed climax of the film as Nathan Drake is unconscious and free-falling through mm. the air. Yeah. It was it, a pretty incredible opening. It hooks you in yeah. and it's a huge moment in the trailer so everyone's really anticipating that action sequence. Mm. So for them to open up there to give you a little tease, it definitely hooked you in. Yeah. And the story takes advantage of a gap in the games. So it shows how Drake and Sully meet and begin working together. So it's younger versions of the characters. But there's elements in there that fans of the games will recognise. And from my perspective, it ticks all those action adventure genre boxes, Mm. doesn't it? You've got treasure hunting, you've got globe trotting, Mm. um, you've got insane action, which we'll talk about later, and looking for what they coin as the biggest missing treasure Mm. of all time worth in the realm of $5 billion or something. Wild. Just, Just further on that, the director actually has said that Uncharted is built on four pillars, exotic locations, character driven story, big action sequences, mm. treasure hunting nostalgia. Would you just say it delivers on all of these? The, the character development for you was a bit undercooked. Character development was a little bit undercooked. And I find that surprising because it, it serves as a prequel. So it sets up for you to get to know these characters, right. to get to know Sully, to get to know Nathan Drake and all mm. the other bad guys and bit players in there. But I I was kind of going through this movie Mm. not really understanding how they ticked, what their motives were, because they just brushed over some stuff. And you're meant to believe that Nathan had this really tender, longing, loving relationship with his brother who he admired and they shared their love of treasure hunting Mm. as children. And everyone else seems to know who his brother was, had a relationship with him or whatever, but Mm. I never really cared about it because I don't think we saw enough or fully understood it. How did you feel? Well, I think we understood them on a superficial level, definitely. I mean, you know that Nathan Drake is street smart. He's a bit of a grifter. Mm. He gets by on pickpocketing and and flash bartending, which was pretty impressive. Tom Holland's bartending skills are up there, aren't they? He he can make me a cocktail any time. (laughs) Yeah, it's like the movie cocktail with Tom Cruise. All the flash, you know, flipping of cocktail shakers and, yeah. yeah, lots of fancy arm work. To, to prepare for his role, Tom Holland did actually work behind a bar for a bit to oh. brush up on his skills and take some lessons and things. So, And I think that's something that this film definitely um, shows is his commitment to the mm. role in every way, shape or form. He gets thrown around yeah. so much in this movie, like a rag doll, I yeah. have to say. I think they're kind of relying on the fact that there will be sequels of this film, you know, 100%. because we don't get to know Sully very well, but I think that's the point of the character. He's meant to be cagey and mm. mysterious, and I guess we'll see that unfold, peel back the onion layers a bit later on. Yeah, Sully has layers. <laughs> he does, apparently. And he was played by Mark Wahlberg, just, mm. just to clarify. You know, there's something about these kind of movies that, you know, treasure hunting takes you back to childhood. Mm. You know, the wonder of the chase and searching for something special and adventure. I think that's why people love these movies. Yeah, I am such a huge fan of this genre. Yeah. The Indiana Jones series is one of my favourite series of all time time and even i have a soft spot for the fourth film the kingdom of the crystal skull (laughs) get out i probably regret saying that immediately Mm. but it definitely leans into all of that sort of feeling doesn't it it's very nostalgic this movie yet is entrenched in like a a modern world which is really cool to for, for them to have found that balance the film has some pretty impressive practical effects. I was really taken aback by that. I love a film mm. that doesn't rely so heavily on CGI. The set mm. pieces are nuts. And look, they're obviously far-fetched yeah. and it's getting some criticism for that. But oh. just 
go with it. Come it's based on. on a video game, for God's yeah. sake. Yeah. I mean, of course, the the plane sequence, just to pull that out, mm. none of that is realistic. <laughs> but how fucking awesome it is it? It looked amazing. It looked stunning. This movie did look stunning and incredible action. Like, there, there is CGI in there. But yeah. there's a really good balance of that practical mm. stuff. It just feels very authentic and tangible and the stakes feel really high because of that. Yeah. I mean, on that incredible mid-air action sequence that mm. we were talking about, you know, that's taken from Uncharted 3, apparently, from the okay. game. And Holland just really threw himself into the stunts for yeah. weeks. Yeah. Being a dancer and an athlete makes him really agile and I found it really enjoyable to watch, you know. Filming Spider-Man, it's obviously fantastical with lots of amazing superhero feats, but Drake is just a guy. So it had to be rooted in more reality and a different physicality, and I think Holland did a great job of that. I completely agree. He said it's the hardest film he's ever had to to make because a lot of what Spider-Man does is CGI. Like he shows up, takes his mask off every now and then. I'm not saying that he's not running around like a crazy Spider-Man. But in this movie, it's him in camera doing Mm. this stuff and it's extraordinary. And Tom Holland did some crazy training to match Mark Wahlberg's sort of... (laughs) Swole physique. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm not mad about the Tom Holland training sequence sans shirt. Spoiler alert, go to see the film for that. He loses his shirt more than once in this film. Do you know what? I feel like a dirty perv because Tom Uh Holland is such a kid to me. It's really hard to see him as a (laughs) grown-up. And then seeing this like training sequence, it was like, oh, hello. Now, let me take this one. He's a gorgeous human being, Tom Holland, and he doesn't have his shirt on uh, most of the film. Well, not most of the film, here and there. But then when he does have his shirt on, he's often very wet and so the (laughs) shirt is clinging onto him. And you can really see his physical transformation, uh, definitely. Shameless perv. Shameless Shameless perv. Just look, if if you're a fan of the action genre, go see this movie. It ticks all those boxes. If you're a fan of really lovely pectoral muscles (laughs) and and abs... (laughs) Then definitely go see this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just to just to add to Tom Holland throwing himself everywhere, mm. it really stood out how much he was putting his body on the line because yeah. everyone else kind of seemed to just do 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 around. <laughs> like he was the only one that was getting absolutely caned. Yeah. Especially Mark Wahlberg saw him like climb a rope. Yeah. yeah, but that was really... Fly a helicopter. Yeah, I mean, very hard things to do, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, take skill. But, like, he wasn't really the stunt guy in hey, the movie. Mark Wahlberg has done his time throughout his career, hasn't he? Has. He has really brought it. So, yeah. he's yeah. taken a back seat for this one. Yeah, and he's probably very grateful of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, going back to the locations, mm. this was filmed on location and on purpose-built sets, bringing it back to those practical effects, which it doesn't happen all that often in the world of CGI and green screen. And I was amazed that the pirate ships, you know, that we see in the trailer, they were real. They were actually built for this film. They weren't really flying through the air, but they (laughs) they were Now I'm disappointed. (laughs) It felt like the Goonies. Oh, my God. Yes. Like the cave. Yeah. That's such – I hadn't made that comparison. That's great. But that brings that nostalgia feeling back in that enjoyable action-adventure movie, you know? Definitely. It felt like, especially in that moment, as huge, huge action set pieces in Mm. the third act – it felt like we were watching a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but just with no pirates. Yeah. And it do, was do, so fun. Do, 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 do. <laughs> One of the greatest scores of all time, yeah. ruined by Lee. No, I'm just <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, but it was uh, it, it put a spin on action sequences on a on a pirate ship. We've seen yeah. this in the trailer. Mm. But they're flying through the air. They're not in the ocean. So that was just another really cool layer that this film delivered. Another really cool set was Elborn, where Moncada's headquarters were. 
it's set above ancient Barcelona ruins. Have you ever been to Barcelona? I have. It is a stunning city, but my God, they shot this city beautifully mm. in this movie. The chase sequences, I was obsessed. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to Barcelona? I have, and I've been to El Born too. Have so you? I've seen the ancient ruins of Barcelona where Antonio Banderas walked. <laughs> <laughs> you have walked amongst greats. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Barcelona was one of my favourite places that they went because mm. it doesn't have a bad angle, that city. It no, is absolutely beautiful. beautiful and you felt like you were there. Like mm. This film really delivered on transporting you to these globe-trotting places that mm. they visit as well as having a lot of really ridiculous fun uh, yeah. in between. So let's move on to the casting and the performances. Mm. Holland, I thought, brought good depth to the role yeah. as the movie went on. Mm. But can he pull off? this character as i said i don't know the mm. games well enough he always feels like a kid to me yeah <laughs> he's growing up but yeah you know but this is a prequel so the character has some way to go in terms of meeting the games and coming together with that you know the nathan drake that you see in the game yeah i mean we often have seen tom holland play like teenager peter parker mm. but he has broken the mold with apple tv plus's film cherry mm. and the devil made me do it or i can't remember what the name of that Netflix film he did no. with Robert Pattinson. So he has branched out into more dramatic adult roles. And I was really impressed by his charisma yeah. in this movie. He's always got charisma, yeah. Tom Holland, but he felt more adult, but at the same time a little naive and, and childlike because, as you mm. said, it's a prequel and his character has a yeah. way to go. Well, at some point every child actor has to make the break into adult roles. Yeah, and you think this is the film to help him do that? Like you said, he's done other dramatic performances sure. as well, but I thought he did a good job. Me too. What do you think about Wahlberg and Holland's chemistry? How they bounced off each other as Sully and Drake? I'm going to say something maybe a little controversial. I, I think Mark Wahlberg was a little miscast here. Oh, okay. I liked their chemistry. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it was the way that his character was written specifically, his dialogue, but he was trying to be funny, but I didn't find myself laughing at the jokes he was saying. Right. I did like them bouncing off each other, but there was just something not quite right about it. Mm. I can't put my finger on it, but wh what did you think? Does it come back to that character development where we didn't really understand who Sully is as a character if we don't know the games? Yeah. I mean, he's meant to be a seasoned treasure hunter and everyone's saying that he is. Everyone knows who he is. Everyone's saying that he has trust issues and, mm. you know, don't trust him and yada, yada, yada. But you didn't get that from... Sully, you didn't get that from Mark's performance. Right. It was just other people saying what right. he was like. So I, I just thought saying. he was a yeah. little empty there. I have to say, I mm. love Antonio Banderas yes. as a villain. Oh, yeah. He's so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. He's intense and scary. Mm. I love mean, it. there's this one scene where he's having his villain moment, right? Mm -hmm. And he's got a drink in hand and whatever. Yeah. And you just bask in that moment, don't you? Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his soapbox moment as the villain. Yeah. We've talked about this though, but what mm. on earth was going on with Sophia Ali's accent? Yeah. She played the character of Chloe Fraser. Another treasure hunter. Yes. I thought she was Australian at some point. She's not. And then it changed to something else entirely that we couldn't pinpoint. It was quite bizarre. Lee and I constantly, and I'm saying constantly, kept glancing at each other every time she opened her mouth because we're like, what part of the world is she coming from now? But is that a choice? Was that an intentional choice, do you think? I don't know. It has to be because it was so blatantly obvious that she was dancing between English accent to an Australian accent mm. to God knows what else. Kiwi was in there somewhere yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. She, you know, was travelling to New Zealand. Yeah, he's the MIP. <laughs> yeah, that we looked at each other at that moment because surely as a director, 
you would say cut and be like, oh, you pronounce that weird or, or <laughs> wrong. So it must have been a choice. I don't know. It's odd. Another thing I couldn't quite get on board with was the sexy muttering of Tati Gabrielle <laughs> and Mark Warburg too. When they were interacting, it became hard to follow what they were saying. Yeah. Apparently, Gabrielle's voice is more naturally high-pitched, but I've only ever heard her speak in that kind of low mutter that she does. In Sabrina mm. the Teenage Witch, have you watched Sabrina? I haven't watched that series. Okay, no. she talks like that in that series as well. And yeah, I, I wasn't on board with it. Oh, I liked her character look mm. so much. Yes. I loved her aesthetic. Her hair, my God, how long would have that taken yes. to set every day? And I loved her costumes, her outfits. Mm. She was badass. Yeah, her look is definitely distinctive and yeah. she's fierce. She's definitely someone you don't want to reckon with. Mm. But I didn't find her all that intimidating mm. with her little karambit, little curved knife, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't think that was all that intimidating and I don't think she got enough hero moments to show mm. what the character was really all about. Yeah, I think that just brings me back to my overarching point that the development of the characters right. and giving them the moment to, ex- like, I guess, explain to the audience who they are, what People who about. don't know the games. Exactly. I have least. no idea about the games. Mm. Uh, so I felt a little on the out in understanding who these characters were. And I think you've got the nail on the head. It's because mm. I don't know the games. Maybe the writers assume people are coming in here having an understanding of who these characters are right. and decided not to put enough meat on the bones. Mm. Mm. Yeah. On that point, should we wrap up our review of Uncharted? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, look, guys, Uncharted is a really fun action adventure that begs to be seen on the biggest screen you can find. Tom Holland proves he can lead and carry a big film like this on his shoulders with his charisma and his physical and comedic talents shining through. When this film excels, it is a bloody good time with all the fun you can expect from a high-octane adventure movie. But sadly, the underdeveloped plot and characters leaves it feeling a little hollow. But I'm going to rate Uncharted 3 Popcorn Kernels. Well, if I had to sum up Uncharted, it's like National Treasure mixed with Indiana Jones and just a hint of Bond. Mm. And I dug it. Large-scale practical action sequences and likeable leads made it a really enjoyable adventure flick to see on the big screen, as you said. Make sure you see it on the biggest screen you can find. I'm giving Uncharted three and a half popcorn kernels. Well, there you go, almost on the same page. And guys, you can catch Uncharted in Australian cinemas right now. All right, Tim, on to news. But before we do that, we have a giveaway to announce. With thanks to Maslow Entertainment, we have five double passes to give away to see Bergman Island in Australian cinemas from March 10. Bergman Island is written and directed by Mia hansen Lerva and stars Vicky Creeps and Tim Roth as a couple who retreat to the mythical Fora Island in Sweden for the summer, a place where legendary director Igmar Bergman shot some of his most celebrated films. While there, the lines between reality and fantasy begin to blur as past love is remembered. The film also stars Mia Wasikowska and Anders Danielson Lee. To be in with a chance of winning a double pass to see Bergman Island, simply head to our website popcornpodcast.com slash giveaways and tell us your favourite holiday destination. Where would you like to go right now, Lee? If you could jump on a plane anywhere. Anywhere. (laughs) I'd love to go to New Zealand. Yes. That's where I'd love to go. That's high on my list too. Lee, the Alliance Francois French Film Festival will showcase a stellar selection of French films in multiple locations across Australia next month, beginning on March 1st in Sydney at Palace Cinemas. Yes, the festival is celebrating its 33rd anniversary this year and the AF French Film Festival will feature 
42 feature films and documentaries led by the Australian premiere of opening night film Lost Illusions. You can explore the lineup and get your tickets via AFFrenchFilmFestival.org. Lee, we got the first trailer for Oscar-winning visionary filmmaker Jordan Peele's latest elevated horror flick, Nope. Interesting title. Mm. We still don't know why it's called Nope. Well, the speculation on the internets is that it's not of planet Earth. Oh, okay, that makes Or it could sense. just be like Hell Nope. Hell Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which you kind of vibe from the trailer. Yeah. So Peel is known for revolutionising and modernising the horror genre with his previous films Us and Get Out. So Nope promises to reimagine the summer movie as a new kind of pop nightmare. What does mm. that even mean? So intriguing. Yeah, the film reunites Peel with Oscar winner Daniel Kaluuya, who is joined by Kiki Palmer and Oscar nominee Stephen Yoon as residents in a lonely gulch of inland California who bear witness to a chilling discovery. I've never heard the word gulch before. Haven't you? No. It's like a ranch valley kind of thing. You learn something new every day. Well, guys, Nope is expected in Australian cinemas on August 4th. I am beside myself with excitement for this trailer, Tim. Doctor (laughs) Strange in the Multiverse of Madness dropped a brand new trailer this week that had us picking our jaws up off the floor. My jaw is still on the the floor. The internet in meltdown. Absolute meltdown. There is so much hinted at and teased in this one. And I think there are so many surprises in store because you think about how much Marvel keeps close to its chest. Absolutely. And they seem to reveal a lot in this trailer. So that means there's got to be a batshit crazy amount more to come. I completely agree. Oh. Like, are they are they revealing too much or are we interpreting it wrong or oh, different? I'm sure they love getting people talking, don't they? Oh, they really do. And here we are talking about it. Let's yep. break it down. <laughs> um, so the second Doctor Strange movie promises to unlock the multiverse and push its boundaries further than ever before as Doctor Strange and his mystical allies, both old and new, traverse mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities to confront a mysterious new adversary. What a synopsis. I know. The internet, as I said, was going crazy with theories on who we may see. And in the trailer, we thought we heard Patrick Stewart's Charles Xavier. I've watched that bit so many times. It is 110% him. Amazing. His voice is so distinct. I know, which makes it strange that they put that in the trailer. Yeah. Well, you know, that brings us to possibly the Illuminati showing Mm. up. And that's a secret society of superheroes that has Iron Man, Reed Richards from Fantastic Four. Mm. And Doctor Strange and a a few others. And who else do we think is going to be? Well, there's talk that Captain Carter is going to appear. We might see Hayley Atwell picking up the shield. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Four's Human Torch, which is Johnny Storm. Mm. Might see Chris Evans back in that role. Oh, that'd be amazing. There's also talk, okay, of Tom Cruise as Superior Iron Man. People seem to really, really want this. Apparently he was considered for the role of Iron Man before Robert Downey Jr. For real? Got it, yeah. So this might be his chance to step in. I don't know if this is going to happen. You know, Tom Cruise is pretty busy, but geez, (laughs) how cool would it be to see him as a villainous Iron Man? So he's meant to be a villain. Well, that's what Superior Iron Man is. He's a bit of an antagonist. Mm, I mean, I love when Tom Cruise plays a villain. He doesn't play it often, but he is so commanding. Mm. But would putting Tom Cruise in a film like this just overshadow everything? Uh, It depends what he's doing. Mm. I I know where you're 
coming from, mm. but it would be kind of like a, what the hell, Tom Cruise is in a Marvel movie? Mm. And I wonder whether it would just be a one and done or he would show up more often throughout mm. the MCU. That That's the bigger question I here. mean, with all these theories flying around, a handful of them might be close to the truth, but with Marvel, you just never know. You just never know. And look, I think Lee and I could talk about this forever, <laughs> but let's wrap it up by saying who's who in the zoo. So it's directed by Sam Raimi. I love that though. Like oh. Sam Raimi in front of a superhero film again, bring it on. Yeah, because he did the first three Spider-Man yep. films with Tobey Maguire. Arguably the best. Arguably the well, best. Especially until two. recently. <laughs> I mean, we were just talking and gloating about Tom Holland, so it yeah. seems in poor taste that we're not yeah. saying that his Spider-Man films are the best. And Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness stars Benedict Cumberbatch. Rachel McAdams joins the cast again. Chiwetel Ejiofor, Elizabeth Olsen and Benedict Wong and will arrive in Australian cinemas on May 5. We don't have long to wait and I'm so excited. Oh, deep breaths. So, Tim, it's finally here. Baz Luhrmann shared the first trailer for his Elvis biopic starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks and he finally revealed the name of the film that we knew was coming. Yeah. Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know why he held on to that for so long, but it makes sense. Mm. This film looks extraordinary. It does. Wow. What a spectacle. You know, a story like this with Baz Luhrmann's style, mm. I can't wait to see it. Oh, gosh. I'm so excited. Well, the film will focus on the rise to fame of the king and the significance of his relationship with Priscilla Presley, played by Olivia Dijon. Elvis is coming to Australian cinemas on June 23. Again, not long to wait for that one. Ivan Reitman Lee, celebrated director, best known for 70s and 80s films, Ghostbusters, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, and one of my all-time favourites, Junior, <laughs> uh, has sadly passed away at the age of 75. Yeah, very sad news there. His children, director Jason Reitman, Catherine Reitman and Carolyn Reitman said via a joint statement, we take comfort that his work as a filmmaker brought laughter and happiness to countless others around the world. While we mourn privately, we hope those who knew him through his films will remember him always. And truer words were never spoken. It's an, he's an iconic, iconic filmmaker. Lee, the long-awaited and anticipated announcement of who will host mm -hmm. the 94th Academy Awards on the 27th of March is over. We've got Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall will take on MC duties for Hollywood's Night of Nights and are sure to be a laugh-a-minute trio injecting some much-needed life and positive PR into the failing award show. I don't know. Okay, talk to me. These three incredible women comedians are great. Having three comedians together on stage, I don't know if it's a bit much. Yeah. I mean, when you had Tina Fey and Amy Poehler do the Golden Globes, yeah. I mean, that was good because they have that rapport, they have that chemistry, they bounce off each other. Yeah. I don't know if you need maybe like a straight man to kind of balance it out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Who of those three would be the straight man? None of them. No, That's what no, I'm saying. Yeah, they're all quite... They've all got really distinctive styles yeah. of comedy and I'm not sure if they will clash. Yeah, well, only time will tell because there could be a little bit of competing jokes yeah. going on, a bit mean, of a weird vibe. Do you think doing this is too much like flogging a dead horse? Do you think the Oscars really is just irrelevant anymore? No, I would I never I hate think, saying that. <laughs> I know. Gosh, wash your mouth out. Mm. Um, no, I don't think the Oscars are irrelevant. It, it needs a host though. And I think they're overcompensating by throwing three yes. into the ring. So I am a little concerned that it might be detrimental to the award show when it needs a positive lift. Get Billy Crystal back. Oh, God, can you imagine? He hosted it the most times 
Yes, history, he has other than Bob yeah. Hope. I did yeah. it a few times. There might be an equal par, but yeah. Mm. Billy Crystal, that's a good shout. Maybe for next year. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I know, right? They Come seem the on. obvious choice. Why won't they do it? They're very suitable for the Golden Globes because that's just like one big party. Right, yeah. But I would love to have seen them tackle mm. the Oscars for sure. So, Tim... Back in trailer news, we got another Downton Abbey, a new era trailer this week that shed more light on the story and it's full of mystery. Indeed. Now, the much anticipated cinematic return reunites the beloved cast as they go on a grand journey to the south of France to look into the Dowager Countess's newly inherited villa. Mm. Now, do you say France or France? Because I just went straight in there going, the south of France. <laughs> you got right into Downton right. Abbey mode. <laughs> I did. I put that hat on for sure. France. <laughs> France. A new era is in Australian cinemas from April 28. Now, Lee, the space band is getting back together in the newly announced fourth Star Trek film from Paramount, reuniting in the roles of Captain Kirk and his crew are Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Zoe Saldana, Carl Urban, John Cho and Simon Pegg. The A-Team. The A-Team, indeed. (laughs) J.J. Abrams made the announcement at the Paramount Investors Day recently saying, we are thrilled to say that we're hard at work on a new Star Trek film that will be shooting by the end of the year that will feature our original cast and some new characters that I think are going to be really fun, exciting and help take Star Trek into areas that you've never seen before. Until then... Live long and prosper. I love an overzealous statement to end on. You've never seen anything like this. You've never seen anything like this. (laughs) But you've seen all these people before. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This must have been a feat like no other. These Mm. actors are huge, huge stars. Simply to align the schedules. Yeah, is insane. So that's probably part of the reason why we've had to wait so long for a fourth film. Here we are, excited. Mm. So more from the Paramount Investors Day revealed that A Quiet Place Part 3 is set for a 2025 release and a second Sonic the Hedgehog sequel will race into cinemas in 2023. I'm really excited about these announcements. Although Part 3 for A Quiet Place is years away still and we haven't had the first sequel for Sonic come out yet and they're like, we'll make another one. (laughs) So I'm I'm on board. As long as Jim Carrey is there. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, don't kill him off, please. No. Well, they can't. <laughs> well, Dr. Robotnik never dies, does he? No. And look, in these sorts of movies, villains always find a way to come yeah. back to life. <laughs> and on that note, it's time to end another episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim. We reviewed Uncharted, so check that out in Australian cinemas right now, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll catch you next time. We are now on YouTube where you will find our latest celebrity video interviews. Simply search Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.